Welcome to the Wear Wag Repeat Podcast. I'm Tori Mystic. As a dog mom lifestyle expert, blogger, and business owner, I love talking to other women in the pet industry and sharing their advice with you every week. Sit, stay, and listen to the latest episode. Hello, and welcome to another solo episode of the Wear, Wag, Repeat podcast. I am your host, Tori Mystic. And on this solo episode, I am really excited to share with you some personal thoughts and brainstorms that I have been working on for, I don't know, the past six months or so in my own pet business. I've been a dog blogger for almost nine years now. (laughs) Can't believe it's been that long. And as you may have noticed, I like to try new things to keep my business fresh. I'm always trying something new. So over the years, I have done over $100,000 in brand-sponsored campaigns. I have started my own online store, this podcast that you're listening to right now. I have online courses, and I also have my membership, the Wear, Wag, Repeat Society. Not to mention, I am always working with my dog, Lucy, as a therapy dog volunteer team. And for the last year or so, I have been training my other dog, Bert, in barn hunt. Oh yeah, and I also try to have a life <laughs> some somehow, some way in between all of those things. So when people see all those things that I do, I get asked a lot how I do it all. And I never really know what to say to that, but I've been reflecting on it lately and I think it has a lot to do with always being excited about my work. So in this episode, I'm going to be really honest and share with you where I haven't been feeling excited lately and what I'm doing to change that. Could it be starting a new dog walking business? Well, I'm not 100% sure on that yet, (laughs) but I wanted to let you in on my thought process and how I go about deciding to add on a new element of wear, wag, repeat, or not to add on a new element of wear, wag, repeat. I am planning on making this a series, so consider this part one, and then in about a month, I will update you on what moves I decide to make and how they turn out. I am curious to see for myself. I also hope that hearing about my struggles and where things maybe aren't going super great can help you feel like we're all in this together. And if you ever need someone to talk to about what is going on in your business, I do have one-on-one coaching spots available. I absolutely love doing these and hearing about the impact they make for everyone. Recently, I've been able to use these sessions to help one petpreneur land her first brand collaboration and first podcast sponsorship. I've also helped many others with their social media strategy, SEO, email list growth, and so much more. What I hear from my coaching clients is that they love that I record our sessions on Zoom and then I send the video along with a written recap and actionable to-dos. If you would like to check it out, go to wherewagrepeat.com slash courses. So it's slash courses, not slash coaching, but you will see, you will see coaching listed right on that page. So wherewagrepeat.com slash coaching, and we can brainstorm and chat about your business. 
Okay, now let's dive into what I want to talk about today. I'm going to share with you, um, like I said, some things that I noticed I'm not really excited about. I'm going to tell you about a aha moment, a a story that really inspired me to go down a slightly different path for the past couple of months. And then I'm going to kind of let you in on my brainstorming process and what I've just, what's been rolling around in my little old brain here. (laughs) And, um, and kind of, it's not perfect and I don't have a solution and I don't have an answer. And I just thought that would be kind of cool and fun to share with you guys what really goes on here behind the scenes because I don't always have it all together. And I think our businesses are constantly evolving and they're, they're living and breathing things. So, um, it's okay to kind of change things every once in a while, um, or to think about doing something totally different. So are you ready? You want to hear about it? Okay. So first of all, let's talk about kind of where I've been hitting a wall lately. Um, of course, we know the last two years have been Really a roller coaster of emotions and income up and down and feelings and all the things. And so I've been doing tons and tons of reflecting and pivoting. As you know, I introduced the Wear Wag Repeat Society in January 2021. So now we're coming up on the second year of that membership program. And that's been really fun and exciting for me. Uh, and I love doing that, but it kind of came at a perfect time because prior to that, I was feeling really drained and just frustrated and uninspired because when the pandemic first hit, um, I was making a lot of my income at Wear Wag Repeat through sponsored campaigns and sponsored posts. And in March and April of 2020, a lot of companies totally froze their marketing budgets and halted all of their campaigns. Now, I had a few wonderful brands that I work with long-term who stuck it out, and we worked together the entire year, and some of those were still working together today, and I'm so thankful for that. But I kind of learned to be more selective about who I work with um, and to find partners who who are really interested in sticking it out for the long haul rather than just kind of like one-off little campaigns where we don't um, get too invested in each other. Because I think brand sponsorships are kind of a give and a take. Um, it should be, it really should be a partnership where we're each benefiting equally. So, um, during 2020, I also realized that what I loved about working on sponsored campaigns was prior to the pandemic, I would work with a lot of local photographers and every like two months we would meet up and shoot hundreds of photos, both for blog posts that I had planned out and for sponsored campaigns that I had committed to. And I loved that process. I loved the creative collaboration. I loved scouting locations. I would often find places where I I wanted to shoot and I would go there at the exact time that we were going to shoot so I could see what the lighting would be like. I would start planning accessories for the dogs and outfits for me. I would uh, think about what kind of tricks could I teach Lucy to make for some really cute photos. And I loved doing that. And then I loved seeing the results that the photographer came up with because they had their own creative spin on everything. And that was really 
exciting to me and rewarding and came out with like really high quality content by by doing that. And then during the pandemic, I couldn't work with a lot of my favorite photographers for a, a long, long time. And I realized that uh, it's I, I don't enjoy taking photos by myself um, of the dog so much. I think it's for fun I like to do it, but not when there's a lot riding on it and it's for a sponsored campaign or something like that. It was very, very stressful to me. Uh, I can look back and remember several of my little photo shoots I was doing with the dogs on my own where I got frustrated and I lost my patience and, um, you know, it wasn't fun for me. It wasn't fun for the dogs. I was yelling at them to do things. And of course that doesn't work and they weren't doing the things I wanted them to do. And I realized that I'm not, this isn't fun for them. It's not fun for me. I don't want to do this anymore. So I really, over the last year, have not been pursuing a ton of sponsored campaigns because if I can't work with a photographer and have enough lead time that allows for that, then it's really just more stressful than it is worthwhile for me. Uh, because the other thing that happened is a lot of sponsored campaigns became more and more demanding and also more and more rushed. I just got a message, an Instagram DM from uh, from a brand the other day looking for a, a really quick turnaround like this week. And I said no. And she kept hounding me and hounding me. And I was like, how, how many times, how do I have to rephrase this for you to understand that I'm not going to inconvenience myself and stress myself out and stress my dogs out because you weren't planning ahead far enough for your own campaign. <laughs> so that's kind of where I'm at. And that's where I found that I was just not excited and I was frustrated. So um, sometimes there's not always something to directly replace that and you can't decide on Tuesday that you're not excited about one thing and then on Wednesday find the new thing that excites you. Sometimes it takes a long time and it can take months. So that was really in 2020 and the beginning of 2021 that I started to realize that I don't really want to do a ton of sponsored campaigns anymore. I, I am excited and love working with brands who, who get it, who are really great to work with, who I love their product, but more importantly, I love them as people and they understand how much work goes into it. But I'm not going to be working with people who don't respect what I do. So, <laughs> uh, I was kind of in just a, a weird limbo place for many, many months. And I was like, Oh, I'm just kind of in a rut and feeling a little bit burnt out by everything. Um, I love to see the people who are brand new to Instagram, who maybe got their first dog in the last couple of years and they started their dog's first Instagram account and they're really excited about it. And that excites me to see that. But, I've been on Instagram for so long and I just feel like I've been hustling on it for so long and I was just feeling a little bit burnout by the whole thing. Last year, I also spent a lot more time outdoors with the dogs hiking and I realized nothing makes me happier than walking the dogs, hiking with the dogs, and being outdoors. So these are just some of the reflections that I had over the past year. And then, one day, I was walking Bert and Lucy around my neighborhood, 
And um, as a little a little side note, I should have mentioned this first, but uh, this is kind of cool. Lucy is from a breeder in West Virginia, and coincidentally, her mom, her actual dog dog mom <laughs> and Lucy's half brother live right around the corner like 3 blocks away from us. So it's really really cool to be able to see Lucy's mom and her half brother. Um her mom's name is Laurel. She's a chocolate lab and she's um like 13 or 14 years old now. And then her half brother Puck after Puck in Midsummer's Night Dream, he is a big boy. He's a black lab, and he is much bigger than Laurel and Lucy. But he's a really sweet, sweet English lab boy, and he's a couple years younger than Lucy. She just turned 10, so he's maybe six, I want to say, six or seven. So anyhow, Laurel and Puck live around the corner from us, and their owners are an older couple in their 70s. And I see them sometimes walking around. We've had a couple of backyard play dates with the dogs, and it's just really – it's just special and cool to me to be able to see Lucy's mom and brother. And plus, I love labs. So any labs, I'm just excited to hang out with and play with. So back to my story. Last, uh, maybe October, I was walking around my neighborhood and I see the mom, not Laurel, but the actual human mom, (laughs) walking around by herself uh, in the middle of the day when usually she would have the dogs with her. And so I crossed the street and I said, hey, how's it going? Like, why, why don't you have the dogs with you? Is everything okay? And she said, no, Puck pulled me and dragged me down and I fell over and I broke my clavicle and I am never walking them ever again. And on top of that, my husband is never walking them ever again because he also fell over and got knocked over and um, we're never walking them. So we've hired a dog walker who's going to come, you know, whenever they're going to come. And you know, I, I should mention that whenever I had seen them walking before, they didn't really have the right gear. They were they were walking them around the neighborhood on slip leads, um, which just probably isn't the best leash um, to use when you're walking a big, strong Labrador around the neighborhood. Uh, and they just didn't seem to um, do a lot of training around not pulling on the leash or healing or, or anything like that. They were always holding on with like a white knuckle fist to this slip lead on Puck and Laurel. And so I could see why um, they had, you know, gotten knocked over. And of, of course, that's terrible. But um, this story, you know, I was like, oh, well, at, at least you have a nice backyard. You can play with them back there. Do they fetch? Because, you know, you could really tire them out that way if you're not going to be walking around. And she said, oh, no, well, you know, I'm not going to play with them. They can go out there and play by themselves with each other. And I just, of course, said, oh, okay, and have a good day. And I went on my merry way. But it just made me a little bit sad because I thought to myself, oh, man, like if I had the opportunity to hang out with Lucy's mom and brother I would absolutely love that. I would be so excited to hang out with them, to play with them, to teach them some things, to help train them so that they're not pooling around because I have like the same identical dogs over here. 
<laughs> so I think I, I know a thing or two about big old labs. And it just made me sad. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't ask them to hire me over the other dog walker they had decided on, but it just kind of ignited a little, a little flame in my mind of thinking about, well, I really wish I could help them. And I wish I could help those dogs live a better life. Um, because they're not getting played with, you know, I don't know how much one on one attention they're getting. And I just, I wish I could help them and, and kind of be that person for them. So that idea is kind of rolling around in my mind. And then maybe a month or so later, we were getting close to the end of 2021. And I was going through some of my accounting for my business and looking at how much money I had made so far in the year and what I could expect for the end of November and December. And I was like, hmm, I wonder how I could make some more money. <laughs> And I thought, oh my gosh, why don't I start a dog walking business? Um, that seems like such a great idea. There's definitely a need for it. And, um, you know, just thinking about this story with Laurel and Puck, I would love to be able to help out the dogs in my neighborhood. So I reached out to my friend Ramsey on Instagram and I sent her a voice note on Instagram DMs. We love to exchange voice notes with each other. And I asked her about this idea. And what I love about Ramsey is she's a dog walker in Texas and she specializes in geriatric dogs or dogs with special medical needs. And she also does other dogs, but that's kind of her specialty. And I love how niched down she is and how professional she is about everything that she does. So I really, really admire what she does. And I wanted to reach out to her for some advice. So I told her about this idea. I said, what would it take to start a dog walking business? And I told her about this idea that I'd kind of been playing around with of um, walking the dogs, but also playing with them or doing some kind of canine enrichment since I love doing that with Bert and Lucy, making them little DIY toys and doing like the Nina Otteson puzzles and training them with tricks. I can just see how their eyes light up when we work on tricks together and different little training things. And I just felt like a lot of people weren't doing that with their own dogs. And maybe I could come in and be like their little dog fairy godmother and <laughs> and help their dogs um, go out for a potty break, but also do some kind of really enriching activity uh, for a little bit in the middle of the day. So Ramsey said, that's a great idea. Here's a few things that I think you should do. You should get certified in pet first aid and CPR. You would also need to get business insurance. And then she said, hey, by the way, did you know that there is a canine enrichment certification through an organization called Dognostics? Well, I had not heard of that, but I immediately looked it up and I had this tab open on my internet browser for like six weeks until I finally enrolled. And I, I did enroll and I have started the course. Spoiler alert. <laughs> So I found out about this wonderful canine enrichment certification program where you become a canine enrichment technician. And what's really awesome about this course is it is designed for dog walkers and pet sitters um, and maybe even doggy daycares where it explains to you sort of the behavioral sciences behind canine enrichment. 
But then at the end of the course, it also gives you ideas on how to implement it in your own business, how to come up with basically like lesson plans for the dogs that you're working with, and how to price these services in accordance with your own business. So I was like, this is perfect. I was really excited to enroll. I did that in January, and I have already kind of started going through it. So in conjunction with all of this, uh, I looked into the pet first aid course. I found a place where I could sign up to do that. And I am registered for a class in person in March. I really wanted to do that in person, although you can do that online. Um, I just thought since I have no CPR experience, it would be good to do that in person. So I am signed up for that. And I think that's just a good thing to know and to have in general as a pet parent. I've had other people on the podcast here before who have said that that every pet parent should take a pet first aid class because it's just really useful information to have. So I'm excited about that. No matter what happens with this whole dog walking idea, I'm really excited to get certified in pet first aid and also in canine enrichment. But I, of course, am thinking about how could I do this as a business because that was my original idea. So part of that process um, involved probably the first thing I did was research other local services, aka the competition, right? (laughs) And I started looking up to see kind of who was operating um, in my city, not just in my kind of neighborhoods, but in my my city, kind of the broad metropolitan area of Pittsburgh, and see kind of what the landscape was like. There are definitely some people who are offering dog walks at a very, very affordable rate. Uh, oftentimes, those are pack walks where um, I, I've seen them We've all seen them walking around where they just kind of go from point A to point B, and there's not really a lot of one-on-one attention from what I can see or not a whole lot of time for stopping to sniff or play or anything like that. But that is one option, and that works for a lot of people. And then there's the more kind of deluxe, high-end services. Uh, In our area, we have some people who do dog jogging or or dog running instead of a walk where they'll pick your dog up and take them for like a four-mile run, maybe on a trail or maybe on a a street or whatever. Um, And there's some other people who do, of course, just regular one-on-one walks, um, potty breaks, longer day excursions. Where we live, there's not really a company that I was able to find that does like dog hikes just because I think it's not um, – it, it would take a long time to kind of drive to some place where you could go for that. Um, so it was it was fun to research those. And, of course, I put together a little Google Doc, <laughs> a spreadsheet, where I could keep track of – what their services are, how long they say they spend with the dogs, and what they charge. And from there, I could kind of run the numbers and see if this would make sense for me. Because um, walking dogs, maybe you charge $15 or $30 or whatever it is that you charge to walk the dogs for a half an hour or 45 minutes. Um for 45 minutes, I do my coaching calls. Um, you know, I also have the, the membership that I'm spending time with and my online courses. Um, of course, there's my sponsored posts that I am still doing. And so I kind of am, am looking at all of those things and seeing for, for, for those things, I don't necessarily charge an hourly rate, but I can kind of figure out 
how much I charge, how much my time is worth. And I charge a lot more for business coaching than I could for dog walking just because the market wouldn't handle a dog walk that costs $159, right? So I had to crunch the numbers and see if it would really be worthwhile for me to start walking dogs. And what I found while I was doing that is that it would be most worthwhile if I could scale it and bring on additional dog walkers. That's really the only way that it would make a lot of sense for me because that would take some of the time off of my plate um, because time is obviously my most valuable resource and I still do my blog, the podcast, the courses, the membership, and my own dogs, and my own life, (laughs) whatever exists for that. So time is very, very valuable. So the only way that I could really make enough money to make this a worthwhile venture uh, would be to scale it by hiring additional dog walkers. But what I've learned from interviewing people on this podcast is that it's really important to know exactly what is going on in your business. And one of my favorite episodes was back with Liz Illig. She runs Puff and Fluff Grooming in, um, I think, the Phoenix area in Arizona for sure. And what I loved about talking to her is that she runs um, a, a local chain of dog grooming salons or doggy spas, grooming, I guess you call it a grooming salon, right? And when she started, she had one, and then she opened up a second one, and then she had a third one. Now she's up to six. But what she realized while she was doing that, uh, especially from the first one to the second one to the third one, that it was really, really important that she have a thorough standard operating procedures document. And I know that's a mouthful and it sounds like a lot, but basically it's just a really, really detailed document that's almost like an FAQ of every kind of question that could possibly come up from your customers, all the procedures in your business and what you do. And so what I was thinking is if I started doing this um, canine enrichment dog walking service is that for six months... I should do it on my own and come up with my standard operating procedures document where I could answer all the questions, I could have a whole bunch of different experiences, and I could put together this guide where then I could hire on dog walkers to work for me and provide the services that I've kind of developed. Also, since this is a little bit different than just taking doggies out for a little potty break, um, I could figure out how it works out um, for dogs with the canine enrichment sort of curriculum. Um, Would I have to put that together for each dog? Uh, Do some dogs have no experience in that? We'd have to start with the basics or some dogs are more advanced. So there's a lot of moving parts and a lot to figure out. Another thing I was thinking about is do I do I just call it um, – what do I call it? Do I have to come up with a new name? Is it maybe some kind of a play on where Wag Repeat? Maybe it's called Walk Wag Repeat. So when I had that idea, of course, I claimed that Instagram account immediately. <laughs> Although I think it is a little bit difficult to say out loud. Um, but that's just – this is just the process I'm going through of brainstorming all of this. Another kind of roadblock that I ran into while I was thinking about scaling is, would I have to get all of my employees certified in canine enrichment? Or could I train them in what 
in what I know and the program that I put together? Would they be certified in pet first aid? Would I have to pay for their certification? Or is that something that they should already have or that I expect them to pay for themselves? So those are just some questions that um, that I'm thinking about and all of those costs associated with kind of starting up a new business and, and hiring new people. I've never had employees before, so uh, it would definitely be a big jump and really different from what I do now working pretty much all on my own to having other people work for me. But I do think it would be really great. Um, and ultimately, I think it would make a huge difference in a lot of pets' lives. And thinking back to that day in October when I ran into Laurel and Puck's mom and and just, you know, Remembering that feeling that I had when I heard her say, I'm not going to play with them. I'm never walking them ever again. And just, it makes my heart drop. I'm, it just makes me so sad, um, that those dogs are not living the life that Bert and Lucy are living. Not that I'm like the greatest and the best dog mom. But people tell me all the time, I wish I could come back as your dogs or your dogs are living their best life. Uh, and I think that it would just be so – I would I would be blessed to be able to give other dogs a small sliver of the exciting, enriched life that Bert and Lucy have. So does that mean starting a dog walking canine enrichment business or – does that mean that I should just focus on what I do through my blog and I should just blog about what I learn in the canine enrichment program? Because through my blog, I can reach thousands of people. Through a dog walking company, I could maybe have like a dozen clients that I could handle on my own. Uh, once we scale, we of course could help more and more dogs, but it would be specific to the Pittsburgh area. So I don't know what to do. <laughs> and that's why I'm recording this episode to kind of let you know that it is a process and it's a long process. Uh, I've been thinking about this uh, since, well, you know, I back in 2020 was kind of getting burnt out and frustrated and looking for something new to be excited about. And it wasn't until uh, really at the end of last year, the beginning of this year, that I found this thing, um, this canine enrichment certification and potentially a new business idea to kind of get me really excited about stuff. So whether I follow through and set up this new business or not, I'm excited. And that is giving me energy that is flowing into everything else that I do. So I know this was my episode to kind of share with you my brainstorm, but if I can give you one little takeaway to take with you today, if you are feeling burnt out and just drained, find something that excites you. Uh, even if it's something totally different and totally new, it can be business related or maybe just give yourself permission to make it a hobby and do it for fun. And just be excited about something because it is contagious within yourself. Uh, and I think it does help you kind of overcome that burnt out feeling in everything else that you are doing. So that is it for today's episode. 
But I shared a lot of thoughts and I did that because I want to hopefully spark some conversations. So if you have ideas and suggestions or feedback for me around any of these ideas, I hope that you'll reach out to me. You can find me on Instagram at wear, wag, repeat. Of course, you can join the wear, wag, repeat labs Facebook group and we can have a conversation around this in there as well. I think that not only can I benefit from getting your feedback and input, but everyone else in the group could really benefit because we're all looking for ways that we can impact the lives of pets and their people. So that is it for today. I hope you guys have a wonderful, have a wonderful day. And uh, thank you so much for listening to this episode. What did you like most about this episode? Find me on Instagram at teamistic and let me know what intrigued you or what questions you have about starting or growing your own dog-inspired business. You can also screenshot this episode and tag me in your stories. I love to see who is listening out there. Some of the best conversations happen after the episode, right? So track me down over on Instagram or join the Wear, Wag, Repeat Labs Facebook group to connect with other dog-obsessed entrepreneurs. And as always, you can find all the links and resources discussed in this episode at wearwagrepeat.com slash podcast. See you back here next week.